the things with the music. God. It all happened whenever the one of the music is gonna happen with the music. Oh my god. And the singing and the butter and the thinking and the jello. Hello everybody. And welcome to, to another literary. episode of Literally, literally Literary. You guys suck. <laughs> With us as always, Mr. Sean Fall. Sean Fall. I'm Joey Bonnier. Joey Bonnier. And here he is. I ain't lying. Sean O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was, <laughs> it was really forced and rough. Better than the last one, which I can't fun. even remember. But no, Part of a lion idol. I probably used yeah, the same rhyme. No, you still got you you, you had some work to do. May have. Sorry. You may have. Yeah. How you guys doing? Let's just get a list of all the... O'Brien that rhymes. rhyme with O'Brien. Yeah, I'm okay. How are Crying. you, O'Brien? I'm okay. I'm, yeah. I'm chilling, as the kids say. I saw John Williams in concert this weekend. That was mm. fun. How's Johnny doing? He's old. Mm. He does this thing at the end of the concert where he just like puts his, you know, he, uh, oh, God damn, how do I describe this? Like when you go to bed, when you want to signal you're tired mm-hmm. and you kind of like lean your head. Low by the, hands. the two hands, sure. yeah, the preachy hands. Yeah, preach hands and you put your face on it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. If you like it, then you should put your face on it. It's actually pillow. You're making a pillow with your hands. Okay, that's fair. Right? So John Williams does this for his whole concert, and it's adorable. <laughs> what? John Williams curls up in the fetal position <laughs> and pretends to go to sleep, <laughs> the whole and time it's the best sleeps. thing ever. And they, they just, just play, play Star Wars behind him. They just play like a, like a quiet part of Star Wars the whole time. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was fun. It was a good weekend. It was nice. It was uh, Labor Day. I kept saying Memorial Day weekend all weekend. Same difference. I guess. Yeah, kind of for me. I feel the same way. Yeah. But now I can wear white pants, so I'm excited. Jesus Christ. What were you going to ask me, Joey? I was going to ask you about the concert. Do they show uh, like like the Star Wars? Star Wars on the screen? Like, what do they show? Yeah, sometimes it depends on what the thing is. Um, I know last year, last year he played like Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. Yeah, what the the movie and Sabrina the movie. Yeah, what I don't wait. Movie? Was that what's his name? Was that um beforehand? He always had a uh, uh, Alfred P. Newman. No, <laughs> what are you talking God damn it, about? What was his name? Um, something Newman. Whatever. Anyway, um, Paul yes. Newman. Every now and no, it's one of the fucking Newmans. Paul, Randy. Um, no, that's all the Newmans. It's, no, it's not. There's anyway. Newman from Seinfeld. Um, <laughs> yes, for some of them they will. But the weirdest thing. Okay, so the one thing they did play clips for this time were just images of Ray. Ray, the what's her name? Daisy something from Do Oh Ray uh, from you know the new Star Wars. No, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, the yes from Force from, Awakens. From, yes, from the Force Awakens. Daisy Ridley Ray or whatever. Yes. Um, the, the Ray Ray's character. He so John. The very first episode, John Williams, or the first um, time I went, John Williams is like, you know, when they did, they asked me if I could do episode eight for Star Wars, and I was hesitant at first, but I didn't want anybody writing music for Ray. So I did, I did that one. And we're like, okay, cool. But he just like went off on how much he loves the character Ray and like Daisy and how she's so sweet and everything. It was like kind of like, it was, it was very sweet because he's 84 years old. But so the, <laughs> this, this year, the same thing. He's like, okay, so that like they, he told us the same story, but he like went off again on, on Ray. Like, Just like that okay, old man like, in the book got, by Navikov. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Don't stand so close to me, exactly. Mr. Fa. Um, anyway, I have books. 
I tried to transmission. I, I didn't bring any any with me this time because I came from elsewhere, so I, I couldn't actually gather books. So these are some of Jean Fa's books. Yeah. Although Jean Fa has actually zero books, he just has books just in case. So for the record, <laughs> Jean Fa does not have any books in his apartment, only for me. I have a question, Jean Fa. Let's say Jean the Fa. power goes out, you have no access to any technology at all. Would you read a book? So we're assuming my iPod is dead? Yes, everything's dead. And I can't charge it in my car. No charging. Everything's what dead. What time of day? Why would he be? Why would he need Can entertainment I sleep through in this? the first place? Yeah. Why does he need entertainment? He's uh, okay. Let's say uh, Sun 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 Valley here is flooded, and you're stranded in your apartment. Is burning down like it was For last how long? week? Yeah. For days. Um, I yeah, I've I've turned to books in times of need before. Really? Uh, when like I, if you when you're on the boat. Yeah, when I was in Alaska, that was you know I there was a lot of time without. God a, damn it! That book. I what was the books book. you brought? You brought. He only brought one book back. Uh, I brought a no, few Mark with Twain. me. Um, but yeah, Mark Twain was definitely one I brought with me. Um, there was. Oh yeah, I don't have a checker. There was a cabin that we had access to that had a lot of books, so I would grab some from there occasionally. It was just kind of like a you know take as you want sort of library system. Um, Wait, Sean. When Sean? When's your birthday? None of your I goddamn like cl- business. I know, but like, just yeah. put the numbers up and I won't say it, I swear to God. Uh, the end of this month. I thought it was this month, yeah. you fucker. I thought it was September. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Well, put, put who knows when up. this episode will come out, but... Uh, it'll, it'll come out in two weeks. I, I Why are you afraid to tell your birthday? Because people are listening. Put, yeah. put, put your hands so up. So what? Put your hands up, just, uh, just so I know, please. Because I'm going to forget it? otherwise. Uh, He's going to do that. And that, that many. Cool, got it. <laughs> anyway, so... Like, I don't understand why this is a secret. Yeah. Because it's Sean, and he doesn't want people to know. Yeah, I was born October 6th. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I'm not telling you my birthday. Okay. Why it's, is that a thing? It's December 30th. I don't okay. <laughs> 29th. Why did you say it? I don't know. I was trying to be so respectful. He shamed me. I peer I'm pressured sorry. him. It was awesome. <laughs> I knew it was this month, actually. Yeah. That's why I wanted to... Well, that, I don't know. I want to... Because last... Because for your birthday, I gave him... I gave you whatever you wanted to read, and so I should <laughs> do the same thing for Sean. Okay. Sweet of you. Yeah. Speaking of books... <laughs> I have uh, The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes by uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. It just says by a Conan Doyle. So Could be any Conan Doyle. Could be Doyle. any Conan <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. I have uh, Lewis Carroll's Alice's Adventures in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass. Ooh. She's very perturbed it's a by, like, by spitting cards here. It's kind of fun. <laughs> I have Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson. I have Great Poems by American Women, an, an anthology. Edited by Susan L. Ratner. I have uh, Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness. Mm. Unabridged. It's very small. It's very yeah. funny. It's like a tiny little. What would the abridged version It's a Dover like. Thrift edition. So my literary nerds know exactly what I'm talking about. What does but that it mean? says unabridged. Dover Thrift edition yeah. is exactly this type of book. I think this, yeah. See how this is the same kind of deal? Just like I, Finn? I'm also holding with me Amateur? The, the, the Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and. Uh, the great books, the great poems by American women that I had. Right. They're all very thin, a little bit larger than. Oh, and, uh, does that? What, does that, that mean it's not the full book? Or? No, it's the whole thing. It's just you see how they, what they do with the words. Like, oh, they just see spread how the things books are out. So much taller, gotcha. and thinner. I so like they that. they conserve space on bookshelves. Huh? What's wrong yeah. with that? Dover Thrift Editions. Their pictures suck, though. Their illustrations. Suck. I I am unfamiliar with the. I don't see any in. The oh, but I it's have. all public domain, so it doesn't like. Yeah. Maybe. And finally, I have uh, the classic myths to read aloud. Mm-hmm. So, and I can, I mean, I can add something if you guys have anything else. But that's what we have so far. Hmm. Hmm. 
Um, I'm leaning towards the uh, treasure map. Me too. Treasure Island. Yeah. Okay. Cool. The uh, the elementary school near me is the Robert Louis Stevenson Elementary Weird. School. Weird. I'm like, why the fuck would you name it? That after- is odd. Yeah. Use Google Maps to track Joey's address. Well, it's whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, c- come get me, people. You know his birthday. You know his address. <laughs> <laughs> this, it's very fortunate. You want to give him your social while you're at it? Sure. So my mom had a, a large copy of this book. And Ooh. for maybe, God, four summers in a row, maybe more, she tried to read this to my sister and I every summer at the beach. And we never got through very much of it. I, I, it might have been time. might have been none of us really cared. But I've heard this book read aloud for, for a lot, probably more than any other book I've ever heard aloud in my life, like read, read to me by somebody else. Because um, my parents didn't really read to us when we were kids. The only book we ever tried to read was Treasure Island. Um, so this is kind of fun. Uh, and it would have been about this time, actually. Well, no, maybe, I don't know, earlier, earlier in yeah, August, Yeah, you would have been guess, going but, back to school now? Yeah, well, when this comes out, certainly. But right now it's about September 5th, so... Um. Anyway, let's go for it. Wait, when did school start again for you guys? September. I feel like mid September, like early to mid September. Like September 9th sounds like a number that works for that's like sweet. yeah, that's, that's crazy. In there, our school has always started before um, whichever holiday we just had Memorial Day or Labor, Labor Day. Day. Labor Day. Yeah, our always school. Our school always started like the second to last day or second to last week of August, I think. Right. But on. like not, the schools around here start start back like really fucking early. I know. I noticed that too. I don't know if that's a California thing or just like. So I, I also feel like somebody told me recently that they. I'm adding more drink. I don't know why anybody needs to know that. Yeah. I just like that. In case you're tracking his uh, imbibe. It's just important. It's important. <laughs> um, uh, somebody told me that as a, a, a California thing that what they've done, I think it was Kelly's mom. Um, they, they shortened um, the days. Or, or I'm sorry. They, <laughs> they, they lengthened the Thanksgiving Day break, the Thanksgiving oh. break. They lengthened that. And I think a couple other ones, like they gave a little bit more time off during the year. Mm. So it elongates the total, you know, school year, if, as it were. Um, they still only go to school for like six hours a day. It's pretty ridiculous, but good. Yeah, they don't I mean, that's need about to go right. to school for that long. Ever. <sighs> what are they learning? Jesus, at school? Nothing. True. <clears throat> well, they're reading Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island. Sean got up and left. He would not want you to. T- Let's talk about him while he's gone. What do you want to talk about? I'm kidding around. He knows what's up. I mean, that's if funny. anyone's actually going to be discovering a treasure island, it's Sean Fall. I feel like he'd like this, yeah. I feel like we should wait. Don't He'll you? He'll be back in a second. He'll be back. I can still hear you. Yeah, can but we... they can't hear you. They can hear me now. Good. <laughs> there it is. Jesus um, Christ. What do you say? Just start or back? Read the back. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Usually the back of the books that I have are, like, stupid. You know what I mean? It's like, this book's good. The New York, the failing New York Times. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, all right. So this one says uh, the back. <clears throat> one of the most enduringly popular adventure tales, Treasure Island began in 1881 as a serialized adventure entitled The Sea Cook and a periodical Young Folks. Completed- Does anyone still do that? Periodicals? Ser- serialized or? adventure or serialized novel sort of thing. Yeah, Star Wars. Sort of, yeah. It's actually on, it's all online now. Oh, they, like, they do uh, a lot of those things. Stories through Twitters? 
kind i mean not like threads but yes they, they actually do do like little things like that do do there it is <laughs> completed during a stay at davos switzerland where stevenson had gone for his health it was published in 1883 in the form we know today set in the 18th century treasure island spins a heady tale of piracy a mysterious treasure map and a host of sinister characters charged with diabolical intentions Seen through the eyes of Jim Hawkins, the cabin boy of the Hispaniola. Is that uh, the Sadie action, Hawkins' uh, final partner? The action-packed adventure tells of a perilous sea journey across the Spanish main, a mutiny led by the infamous Long, infamous Long John Silver, and a lethal scramble for buried treasure on an exotic isle. Rich Ooh. in atmosphere and character, Treasure Island contains, uh, continues to mesmerize car- readers with its perspective, uh, perceptive views of the changing nature of human motives. All right, let's yep. go for him. I'm going to remember this well, I think. Arr. First page actually has a map. Oh, man. Does it have an X? We should go there. Yeah. That's where you start, right? I do not see an, <laughs> I do not see an X. What kind of bullshit I do not see that? an X, but I think that that is, the, that is the correct joke. Probably the island, you know? Just the island itself. It says... um. Yeah, where do you get all the rich stuff? Years are I don't know what is it. Wow, will be seventeen fifty. L J. Long John. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, that makes sense. Okay. What is it? All right. That's where you get the seafood. Part one. The old buccaneer. Oh Jesus Christ! Chapter one. It was the, the old best of sea times. Dog. It was the worst of times. The old sea dog. At me at the Admiral Benbow. Squire Tre- Trelawney. Yeah. Squire Trelawney. Dr. Livesey and the rest of the gentlemen rest of these gentlemen uh, having asked me to write down the whole peculiars about Tre- Treasure Island from beginning to the end, keeping nothing back but the bearings of the island, and that only because there is still treasure not l- yet lifted. I take up my pen. In the year of grace, 17, just dash, 17 dash, and go back to the time when my father kept the Admiral Benbow in, ben, Admiral Benbow in and the brown old seaman with the saber cut yeah. first took up his lodging under our roof. I remember him as if it were yesterday. He came plodding to the inn door, the sea chest following behind him in the han barrow, a tall, strong, heavy, nut-brown man, his tarry pigtail You're falling slipping over in Irish. I know. Over his soiled blue coat, his hands ragged and scarred with black, broken nails, and the saber cut across his cheek, a dirty, livid white. I remember him looking round the cove and whistling to himself as he did so, and then breaking out in that old sea song that he sang so often afterwards. Fifteen men on a dead man's chest, yo ho ho, and a bottle of rum in the high old tottering voice that seemed to have been tuned and broken at the Caspian bars. Then he rapped on the door with a bit of stick, like a handspike that he carried, and when my father appeared, called roughly for a glass of rum. Then it was brought to him. Does yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum mean you're getting drunk with two prostitutes? Then he drank slowly, Good. like a connoisseur lingering on the taste, and still looking about him at the cliffs and up at our signboard. I feel like I should have rum for this. All I have is Kahlua and bourbon and, and pumpkin spice bullshit. I feel like I should have some Mount Gay rum. Okay. 
What are you going to do? Are you going to stop reading and go get some rum? You could grab I'm some I'm going to keep reading, but can one of you guys grab me the Mount Gay rum, please? Does it have to be the Mount Gay? Yes, it really does. Can it be any other rum? No. You can put it in your it coffee It can't even cup, be the Captain Morgan? No, not even sort of. What about the Admiral... Uh, Mount Gay rum. What's, it, what's the other guy? Admiral uh, Jenkins? Admiral, uh, Admiral Flippy Flops? Admiral... Um, Johnson. I just feel like it's got to be in there. Okay. I, it's, it'd be wrong. It'd be wrong if I wasn't drinking rum. Oh, perfect. Mm. Perfect, sir. Thank you ever so much. Thank you. Green clover. You just gave me the bottle. I'm moons. just going to drink it from the bottle. Jesus Christ. You classless son of a bitch. No, I'm a pirate. Oh. Arr. Want me to pour it for you? Yeah, I'm good. He's I'm, gonna I'm sw- literally going to sip it from the, He's gonna from the bottle. He's going to swill all over the bottle. I'll swig it from the bottle. Nobody else drinks this fucking thing. Do you drink this? I don't. Uh, it, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> That's a hardy cove, says he at length, and a pleasant, situated grog shop. Much company, mate. My father told him so. Very little company. The moor was on the pity. Well, then, he says, this is the birth for me. Here you, matey, he cried to the man who trundled, who trundled the barrel. Bring up alongside and help about my chest. I'll stay here a bit, he continued. I'm a plain man. Rum and bacon and eggs is what I want. And that head of and that head up there for the watch ships, sorry, for to watch ships off. What might you call me? You might call me Captain. Oh, I see what you're at there. And he threw down the three or four gold pieces on the threshold. You can tell me when I've worked that off, says he, looking as a fear as fierce as a commander. And indeed, he had his clothes. He had, uh, sorry, and indeed. Bad as his clothes were, and coarsely as he spoke, he had none of the appearances of a man who sailed before the mast, but seemed like a mate or skipper, accustomed to be, obe- to be obeyed or to strike. The man who came with the barrow told us the mail had set him down the morning before the Royal George, that he had inquired what inns w- there were along the coast, <clears throat> and hearing ours well spoken of, I suppose, and described as lonely, had chosen it from the others for his place of residence. And that was all we could learn of our guests. He was a very silent man by custom. All day he hung round the cove, or upon the cliffs, with a brass telescope. All evening he sat in the corner of a parlor next to the fire and drank rum and water very strong. Oh, rum and water. (laughs) Rum and water very strong. Mostly he would not speak when spoken to, only look up sudden and fierce and blow through his nose like a foghorn. And we and the people who came about our house soon learned to let him be. Every day, when he came back from his stroll, he would ask if any seafaring men had gone along the road. At first, we thought it was, a, we thought it was the want of company of his own kind that made him ask this question, but at last we began to see it was <clears throat> desirous to avoid them. When a seaman put up at the Admiral <laughs> Benbow, as now and then some did, making by the coat, making by the coast road for Bristol, he would, look in, he would look in at him through the curtained door before he entered the parlor. And he was always sure to be silent as a mouse when any such was present. For me, at least, there was no secret about the matter, for I was, in a way, a sharer in his alarms. He had taken me aside one day and promised me a silver fourpenny at the first of every month if I would only keep my, quote, weather eye open for a seafaring man with one leg and let him know the moment he appeared. Often, uh, often enough, when the first of the month came around, and I applied to him for my wage, he would only blow through his nose at me, then stare me down. But before the week was out, he was sure to think better of it, bring me four penny piece, and repeat his orders to look out for the seafaring men with one leg. 
How that personage haunted my dreams. I need scarcely tell you. On stormy nights, when the wind shook the four corners of the house and the surf roared along the cove and up the cliffs, I would see him in a thousand forms and with a thousand diabolical expressions. Now the leg would be cut off at the knee, now the hip. Now he was a monstrous kind of creature who had never had but one leg. And in the middle of his body, to see him leap and run and pursue me over a hedge and ditch was the worst of nightmares. And altogether, I paid pretty dear for my monthly fourpenny piece in the shape of these abominable fancies. Sip, sip. Jesus Christ. Ah, it's good. But though I was so terrified by the idea of the seafaring men with one leg, I was far less afraid of the captain himself than anybody else who knew him. There were nights when he took a deal more rum and water than his head would carry. Then he would sometimes sit and sing his wicked old wild sea songs, minding nobody. But sometimes he would call for glasses round and force all the trembling company to listen to his stories or bear a chorus to his singing. Often I had heard the house shaking with Yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum! All the neighbors joining in for dear life with the fear of death upon them, and each singing louder than the other to avoid remark. For in these fits, he was the most overriding companion ever known. He would slap his hand on the table for silence all round. He would fly up in passion of anger at a question, or sometimes because none was put, and so he judged the company was not following his story. Nor would he allow anyone to leave the inn till he had drunk himself sleepy and reeled off to bed. His stories were what frightened people worst of all. Dreadful stories they were, about hanging and walking the plank and storms at sea and the dry tortugas and wild deeds and places on the Spanish main. By his own account, he must have lived his life among some of the wickedest men that God ever allowed upon the sea. And the language in which he told these stories shocked our plain country people almost as much as the crimes that he described. My father was always saying the inn would be ruined, for people would soon cease coming there to be tyrannized over and put down and sent shivering for their beds. But I rarely, but I, but I really believe his presence did us good. People were frightened at the time, but on looking back, they rather liked it. It was a fine excitement in a quiet country life. And there was even a party of the younger men who pretended to admire him, calling him a true sea dog and a real old salt and such like names, and saying there was a sort of man that made England terrible at sea. In one way, indeed, he bade fair to ruin us, for he kept on staying week after week and at last month after month, and so all the money had been long exhausted, and still my father never plucked up, to, plucked up the heart to insist on having more. If he ever mentioned it, the captain blew through his nose so loudly that you might say he roared and stayed my poor father out of the room. I've never seen him wringing his hands after such a rebuff, and I, I am sure the assurance and the terror he lived must have greatly hastened his early and unhappy death. All the time he lived, uh, lived with us, the captain made no change whatever in his dress but to buy some stockings from a hawker. One of the cooks of his had fallen down, so he let it hang the day forth, though it was a great annoyance when it, blow, when it blew. I remember the his appearance. Cooks? Uh, br- 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 cocks, sorry. One of the cocks of his hat. He's got more than one cock? Yeah, apparently there's... What is a cock of a hat? I thought a cock of a hat was like, you know, when you, like, 
tilted to the side like I a remember, thug. I remember the appearance of his coat, which he patched up, which he patched himself upstairs in his room, and which, before the end, was nothing but patches. He never wrote or received a letter, and he never spoke with any of the neighbors. And with these, for the most part, only when drunk on rum. Sip! Drinking rum. Let the record show O'Brien is drinking from the bottle. <laughs> it's really fun to drink rum from a bottle. But even the fucking pirate knows to put water in it. Oh, okay, so the cock of a head is the upturned part of it. Thank you, sir. So like, you like, you'd like tip the cock of your hat. The great sea chest. You can tip your none cock of us any way you had want. ever seen open. He was only once crossed. That was towards the end, when my poor father was far gone in a decline that took him off. Doctor Livesey came late one afternoon to see the patient. Doctor Livesey. Yeah. The. <sighs> Livesey maybe Livesey. Either way. Well, I mean, it is. A little, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, took a bit of dinner from my mother. It's a children's book, after all, sir. Uh, and went to the parlor to smoke I'm a Dr. pipe. I'm Dr. Heels a lot. And until his horse should come down from the hamlet, for we had no stabbing at the old Benbow. I followed him in, and I remember observing the contrast, the neat, bright doctor with his pouty as, a, as white as snow and his bright black eyes and pleasant manners, made with the cultish country folk, and above all, with that filthy, heavy, bleated scarecrow of a pirate of ours, sitting far gone and rum with his arms on the table. Suddenly he, the captain, that is, began to pipe up with his eternal song. Fifteen men on a dead man's chest. Yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum. Drink and the devil had done for the rest. Yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum. <laughs> At first, I wish I knew how this like song. Yes, yeah, you changed like eight times. I, you know, it's just it's just words here. Yeah. At anything? first, I had supposed the dead man's chest to be that identical big box of his upstairs in the front room, and the thought had been mingled in my oh, nightmares. Oh, that with the kind rest of chest, of the not the other kind of man. chest. He's but doing by this some Joycey and shit here. But by this, it's just one. <laughs> It's just one level. Yeah, James Joyce is the only human being to ever do any sort of fun. To to ever use homophones? Literally, literally one level. But by this time, we had all long ceased to pay any particular notice to the two levels. It was new that night to nobody but Dr. Livesey. And and on him, I observed it did not produce any agreeable effect, for he looked up for a moment quite angrily before he went on with this. I'm your driver, Mr. Carsey. Taylor, the gardener. Captain Seafair. In the meantime, the captain gradually brightened up at his own music and at last flapped his hand on the table before before him in a way we all knew to mean silence. The voices stopped at once. All but doctor, make sure patient doesn't die. He went on as before, speaking clear and kind and drawing briskly at his pipe between every word or two. The captain glared at him for a while, flapping his hand again, glared still harder, and at last broke out with a villainous low oath. Silence there! Between decks! Were you addressing me, sir? Says the doctor. And when the ruffian had told him, with another oath, that, he, that this was so. The ruffian. I have only one thing to say to you, sir, replies the doctor. That if you keep on drinking rum, the world will soon be quit of the very duty of this very, of a very, du- sorry. Quit uh, of your pro quo. 
<laughs> that if you keep on drinking rum, the world will soon be quit of a very dirty scoundrel. The old fellow's fury was awful. He sprang to his feet, drew and opened a sailor's clasped knife, and, balancing it open on the palm of his hand, threatened to pin the doctor to the wall. The doctor never so much as moved. He spoke to him as before over his shoulder, and in the same tone of voice, rather high, so that all the room might hear, but perfectly calm and steady. If you do not put that knife this instant in your pocket, I promise upon my honor, you shall hang at next assizes. What's that? At next assizes. In sizes? S-A-S-S-I-Z-E-S. Assizes? I feel like I'm saying that correctly. One second. Assizes. A-S-S-I-Z-E-S. They're periodic courts held around England and Wales until 1972. Courts. Cool. Weird. So, like, whatever the, the, so a, a way of measuring time, I guess they. Wait, what? What? Courts? No, no. A court of law. Like, yeah, like a, like a trial court. Ah, sorry. They're courts. I don't think that's what oh, courts was used for back then. I thought he was saying courts. courts. No. I didn't think so either. I thought he was saying, like, oh, it's like courts. Back then, courts was just like, an oh, indication that gold time, might be near. The next time the courts turns. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how they made that wow. work, but sure. That's 1881, deep. they're making that shit happen. Yeah. That's a Joycean level, motherfucker. That's not, because you're just making shit up now. Wait, I want to do this. Exactly. That's Joycean. Wait, I knew it. I knew it was all just making shit up. Well, making, making <laughs> shit know. up for the sake of a joke, right. my friend. That's why you love Joyce. Go ahead. I wish I could quote the line that what, the Shakespeare one where he Never says, like, the, the clock uh, from Julius Caesar, the clock rings throughout the ages, or what is it? You know what I'm saying? There is no line, actually. It's just that a, a clock strikes in Julius Caesar. That's it. it. Just, it, just it what it, what it says is a bell chimes. And then, and then I think the somebody turns and mentions a clock, and and the 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 difference there is that there there were no bell bell chimes related to clocks in in Roman times. There is no line. I wanted to make that reference. You just did. Well done, sir. It was uh, clumsy because you had to complete it, but go ahead. They had water clocks. Oh, I'm not saying they didn't have clocks. They just didn't have chimes. Uh, How that's what that's what you're saying. That's how water clocks worked. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> who who is the guy? I'm sorry, I'm a little I confused. I need rum is what I need. <laughs> who is... Oh, so the doctor's getting pinned up against the wall. And who's, who's pinning him up against the wall? I'm confused. So, so um, the, 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 the guy who's staying at the end, they haven't actually named him yet. The weird, surly old sailor threatens to pin the doctor up with his knife to, like, throw him up. But the doctor... That the doctor's the saying, if you do, you'll be hanged, basically. Um... Then followed a battle of looks between them, but the captain soon knuckled under, put up his weapon, and resumed his seat, grumbling like a beaten dog. And now, sir, continued the doctor, since I now know there's such a fellow in my distinct, you may count, I'll have an eye upon you day and night. I'm not a doctor only, I'm a magistrate, and if I catch a breath of complaint against you, if it's only a piece of... Incivility like tonight's, I'll take effectual means to have you hunted down and routed out of this. Let that suffice. Soon after, soon after, Dr. Lizzie's horse came to the door, and he rode away. But the captain held his peace that evening, and for many evenings to come. So the doctor lives? He? The doctor, he lives! Why are you petting the microphone? I, I, I spit on the spit uh, screen. That's what it's there for. I know. 
Kinda. It's also <laughs> no, explosive. It's, it's explosive. Like like yeah. popped. I don't yeah. want to pop my peas this way. Yeah. Not bad considering you're going crazy with it. Say peanut yeah. butter. Peanut butter. There you go. You really had to try though. Good job. I'll make it happen. You want me to pop my fucking peas? I'll pop some fucking peas. Know, How are we doing on this? You want to keep going on this? You want to do something else? Feel yeah. choice. Is there like a um, you know, a more stabby part or something? I don't remember. I don't remember it. The next chapter is. I mean, I, all I remember is we got bored and never read it the four fucking times we tried. Yeah, I'm, I'm my way mom bored. Literally already. in the last year, was like last year. I think my, what we were going through the library, and my mom's like, my like the one room that we have a bunch of books. My mom calls the library. It's not a fucking library. Anyway, mm. they, she's like, we should read. We should try and read like Treasure Island again. I never finished that, but I guess I see why. Yeah. Chapter two, however, says Black Dog appears and disappears. So mm. they might see him real quick and be like, oh my god. But they gotta get to the island eventually, you know? Yeah, but I don't know where that is. I guess I could just read halfway and find it. I mean, I'm having fun, but... Actually, I was gonna say, I don't go mind to the, it. Let's uh, go to the Lewis Carroll. Okay. Okay. Uh, the second one's too scary. First one. Okay, you, you answered my question. Well, but now I don't get to drink any rum anymore. Oh, I, actually, you know what? Since we've already, I already put the book down. You guys want to know how much of a rule person I am? Yeah, you need Since a different, you I, actually I literally, need, well, for doing Alice in Wonderland, you need mushrooms. Do you have mushrooms? No. More like acid, probably. No. Mushrooms are fine. Acid was um, uh, after. That was more scientific. This, uh, the uh, Alice in Wonderland is all about like the natural stuff. Well, what I am drinking yeah. is fine. It's just the pumpkin spice bullshit and Kahlua. That's all, that's out natural. Yeah. What other ways can you trip naturally? Ayahuasca. Uh, yeah. There's Ayahuasca, peyote. Peyote. Oh, peyote. Um, uh, DMT, which okay. is basically ayahuasca. But, uh, Psilocybin mushrooms. That's mushrooms. It's mushrooms. Yeah. I know. It all comes um, full circle. True uh, absinthe. Hmm. Have you guys ever read Alice in Wonderland before? No. No. Yeah. I mean, we should have like. We should have devoted more of a thing to this. Okay. The thing with the guy. All right. Do you want to read something else? O'Brien is mulling the other books right here. Yeah. Kinda. I what, mean, you know, what, Alice what, in Wonderland is awesome. It feels weird to like. Okay, what's a better like filler after? Uh, I know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Actually, Heart of Darkness is a better right, filler. Go Do for it. it. We've all oh, seen we the movie. Also, how long are we into this episode, Mister Fa? Well, I think the food's going to be a long time. So we could either, you know, stop now. Or what, how, answer my question. Jesus, first. fuck your mother. Uh, Mom? 34. 30 minutes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Literally Literary. Make Bye. sure to follow us. You, they already know. I said it. Okay. Sorry. Maybe I didn't actually. I don't think Make sure did. to follow us at Paul and Tinkering on the Twitters there. You could also follow Joe Vanier at uh, josephvanier.edu. You could also follow Sean Faw at uh, textbeforecalling.com. And um, remember, rate us on iTunes. Give us a, a, a review. Write us a review if you can. It helps mm. us find new listeners. Head over to fawcast.com. Check out our other shows. You can also donate to our page and buy us lunch, which dinner. is what we're eating about. Yeah, dinner, sure. You're about to dinner. buy us dinner now. Some of you are going to buy us dinner now. Wow, Thanks for the calzone. The rum is strong with this one. Why is the rum gone?